Heavenly Father, that it's true, Lord, that there's a no one like you, Lord. Lord, because you are so great. You're so wonderful. You're so lovely, Lord. And yet, Lord, you so humble yourself to become a one of us and come down to the flesh and to pay the redemption price and so that we can come to worship you, can lift up your name. What a grace of a God that you have expressed to us. Lord, we are coming tonight. What a worshiper in the spirit and in the truth. Lord, we're coming tonight and to bring our need before you. Because you're the only one that we can bring the need to, Lord. Lord, although we can talk to man, we can talk to maybe our family, talk to our wife, our husband. But Lord, you're the only one that can solve the problem. You're the only one can satisfy every hunger that in the person's heart. You're the only one can talk to us. You're the only one can meet every need. Oh God, tonight we come before you, Lord. With the humbleness, Lord, we ask you to come down again to fellowship with your children, to meet each person, Lord, that are low to be, Lord, just discharged, unloaded before you, because you're the one that's the burden bearer. You're the one that, that we can, uh, Lord, lay every burden in our life and cast down that before your feet, that we will never pick it up again because we leave it to your hands. Know that you're the one can, des- can meet every desire. You're the one can solve each situation. Lord, we thank you, Lord. Lord, we say as we open up your word, we just ask you to reveal yourself in your word and talking to us. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. If you don't mind, we just go straight to the word. Let's turn to a book of uh, Hosea. Chapter 1. It's so good to be back to the house of God again. And so this is the place that uh, we get our correction. And this is the place uh, we know the Lord will meet every sincere heart when they come to worship Him, when they come to uh, want to fellowship with Him, communing with Him. You know, our God is a God that can talk. Our God is a God that can hear. Whatever your need is, just bring your need to Him. I believe the Lord is going to meet every person's need. Let's turn to uh, a book of Hosea, chapter 1, verse 2. The beginning of the word of the Lord by Hosea. And the Lord said to Hosea, Go, take unto thee a wife of whoredoms and children of whoredoms. For the land has committed a great whoredom, departing from the Lord. So he went unto Gomer, the daughter of Dibalim, which conceived and bare him a son. And the Lord said unto him, Call his name Jezreel. For yet a little while, and I will avenge the blood of Jezreel upon the house of Jehu, and will cause to seize the kingdom of the house of Israel. And it shall come to pass at that day, that I will break the bow of Israel in the valley of Jezreel. And she conceive again, and bear a daughter. And God said unto him, Call her name Lorahamah, for I will no more have mercy upon the house of Israel. But I will utterly take them away. But I will have mercy upon the house of Judah, and will save them by the Lord their God, and will not save them by bow, nor by sword, nor by battle, by horses, nor by horsemen. Now when she had went 
Loro Hama, she conceived and bare a son. And then said the God, call his name Loami, for ye are not my people. What a sad story here. And I will not be your God. Yet a number of the children of Israel shall be as the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured nor numbered. And it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, Ye are not my people, there it shall be said unto them, Ye are the sons of the living God. Praise the Lord. Let's uh, turn to a, a New Testament of Gospel, Luke chapter 18. Verse 1. Gospel Luke chapter 18, verse 1. And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint, saying, There was in the city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded the man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge says, And shall not God avenge his only elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long wisdom, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. May the Lord bless his word. You may be seated. I want to give a title of the, uh, of the service tonight. Um, just so that's what we've read to the scripture, in the book of uh, Luke chapter 18. Avenge me of my adversary. And um, I probably won't be able to uh, finish this, uh, uh, you know, the one of service, but I'll see uh, uh, how far uh, we can go. Um, but, um, um, you know, uh, we're, we're, uh, when we're uh, in the message uh, long enough, no matter you like it or you don't like it, some certain truths in the message will become a common to us. And when we uh, uh, experience uh, a lot of things in our life, you'll find out that many times it's not because you're doing wrong that God lets you go through what you're going through. It's because God wants to stir up the things that we thought it might be a common to us and they bring right in front of us and said, this is what you're supposed to look at. And sometimes when we're going through the things, we forgot about them. Uh, some basic truths, the fundamental truths that we have been, um, it has been so precious to us. And then because of the time goes by, and so we're listening to the message, we're um, uh, going to the church, and we listen to the service, and we're coming to uh, every Wednesday and every Sunday morning and the Sunday night. There are some of the basic truths, it seems like it's just passing by us, uh, like, um, uh, like such elementary thing. But you'll find out it's the, that's basic truth is actually we needed to put our focus, put our eyes almost the day and night. We have to believe that. And um, when God gave us a message in this hour, he has been vindicated of this truth through the um, uh, different signs and the wonders. And it's come to a point uh, is almost to say to us, there's nothing I can do. This is all I can do to prove to you this is the truth. 
the things that's only left for you is have faith to believe what have what I have already vindicated to you. The responsible lays it on our lap is not to try to make them. Uh, um, a big revelation that we try to, uh, you know, if you can understand what I'm trying to say, uh, try to get it deeper in the Word. It is try to get it deeper in the Word. But it's to get a deeper experience united with the Word. It's not to get into deeper knowledge or intellectual of the Word. But whenever we receive the Word, the Word will always drive us, um, drive us into the situation or into the environment that it seems like nothing else is going to help you, but only believe the Word of God. That's the only thing that can bring you out of the trial, out of the difficulty that you, that, uh, you are going through. And it's the only believe the Word of God will give you the faith, will give you the... I will give it a confidence that in your heart, Lord, I believe you start this work and you're going to make it. Lord, you, you start this work, you're going to finish it. If I look at uh, just things that are beside me, if I look at left, if I look at right, if I look at the, the circumstances, uh, it seems like I'm, I'm going to absolutely fail. But that's the time that you go to look at the basic truths that the Lord had given to you. So Lord, you said it, I believe it. Lord, you said that you will brought me through, not by my emotion, not by the things um, uh, that I try to find out to the cure, or try to find out a rescue, and try to find out an advice from the people. But Lord, it's because your simple truth has said to me, that's the truth I base my faith on. That's the truth I rest my whole being, I rest my whole soul on the word that you already vindicated. And then we just read to them, the scripture that in the book of Hosea, uh, that's uh, probably the most saddest thing that we can see. That's uh, in the scripture. The Lord led a prophet to take um, a woman that's committed a whoredom. That uh, he said, um, uh, let me just read it so that I won't. He said, in the beginning of the word of the Lord by Hosea, and the Lord said to Hosea, go take unto thee a wife of a whoredom, and the children unto thee, uh, and the children of whoredoms. The Lord has to use such an uh, extreme way. It seems like, Lord, don't you have other way to express yourself? Lord, don't you have other way to express if you hate just say some word that can that can um, express your hatred, Lord. If you you are uh, if your heart was so broken, just use your word to express your brokenness of your heart. But why, Lord, do you have to use it such a way to even have to let the prophet to take a wife that committed whoredom? Lord, I have no other way to express yourself. If God has to use that way to express Himself, that means, said to me, that means uh, the Lord said to them, I have no other way to express myself. This is the only way that I can express myself. This is the only way when I saw my people that considered elected the people of a God. It's considered Israelites, the Jewish people. They're elected the people of a God. God has no other way to express himself, but have to let a prophet to marry a wife that commit a whore and said, this is what the Israelites has done to me. 
Have no other way to express himself but to let a prophet to take it a whoredom. Said that this is the what I saw the Israel, Israelites when they committed adultery. I elected them. I give them the word. I call them. They're the elected of the people. They're the servants of a God. I give them the promise of land. I give them a land that that flow with honey and milk. I give them. They never drive the people out. I drive the people out. I send the prophet to them to lead them out of the bondage, to lead them out of the slavery. I do all of that. I married them like they are like in the youth. I married them like a bridegroom try to inviting the bride to come. I do all of the things, and then they commit adultery. Then they receive another man, not receiving their husband. In today's word, they even they want to receive other people's word, man's word, without receiving the vindicated word that in this hour. They receive it. They're going through all these lovers. They're going through all their worldly pleasure. They go to find the pleasure in this. And they go to find the comfort in that. They go to find their confidence in some other books, but not to find a comfort in their husband. When their husband is to try to comfort them, try to put before them, I am your source. I am your strength. I am your adversary. I am your avenger. And then they try to find other source to try to make a peace with them. There's no peace in other sources. Their husband is the one they need to go to. God have no other way to express himself but to use the prophet to go to said, go to marry a wife that commit adultery. What a strength the word of God has brought to the people. What a warning that a God has brought it to His people. And not, that's not only enough. Then the Lord said to Hosea, He said, not only that, and to live with her, and to let her children be born. And then he lived with her, and that the first child was born, it was uh, called the name of Jezreel. And God uh, said, I'm going to that avenge because the things that you do that are wrong. Because uh, uh, Jehu, uh, you know, the, the scripture that we just read, because everything that God's done is to take that child that is born from this, um, this uh, horrid woman. And then uh, she given another child. It's called, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. I think it's called the Lord uh, Hamah. That means have no mercy. It, it bring the God into such agony. He said, let a prophet to, uh, marry this woman, not only just marry her, not only just take her into, with you, but also born a child and call that child a name. There's no mercy. And he said, I'm fed up with this thing. There's no mercy. I'm going to give it to them. Can you feel that the tear that in God's heart? And then the people have done so much wrong. The people have rejected the word, has rejected their husband, has rejected the seed of their husband that literally drive God to a point said, no mercy from now on. And that's not only enough. He said, give another child and call him a Noami. That means you're not my people. 
Did you feel the, the burning heart of the Lord? What he saw is the people that commit adultery. What he saw that the people that he was considered to be his own people, not entrusted or whole trust to the word of God, to find their confidence in what is the word of God has said, but tried to find all kinds of cure, trying to find all kinds of excuses. And God said to them, no mercy. And God said to them, you're not my people. If you were my people, you wouldn't be able to do things like that. But yet God tried to say something to these people. Even you do things like that. But I still prepared a way for it. In the book of Jeremiah. And he was talking about uh, those people. Let me read it out to you. Book of Jeremiah chapter 3. They say if a man put away his wife and she go from him and become another man's, shall he return unto her again? He says, shall not thy land to be greatly polluted? But thou hast played a harlot with many lovers, yet return again to me, says the Lord. Even they're going through to such a thing. When the Lord even said to the people, there's no mercy. Said to those people, he said, you're not my people. He said, uh, said to them that uh, it was like the polluted, the bride. But the Lord is still through the book of Jeremiah that the prophet said, you still can come back to me. Can we feel the heart of our Lord? And in the book of Hosea, the one we just read on over there, and it said, Yet the number of children of Israel shall be as the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured nor numbered. And it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, Ye are not my people, there it shall be said unto them, Ye are the sons of the living God. But what to do? God tried to use the prophet to show to them, though you ever commit adultery, though you ever trusted other lovers, though you ever commit adultery with the worldly things, with different things, but yet you can come back to me. He said, in the place where he said unto them, you are not my people. God said, in that same place, he said, I will call you, you are the sons of the living God. I'll say, what did that? It's by taking that woman that committed adultery, that is taking her unto or into the prophet. The prophet by give the seed that to express another aspect of our Lord. But inject that the prophet's seed to that woman or by the union that with the prophet, that that woman will be considered holy again. It's by receiving the word in this hour. By receiving the seed of the Lord through the prophet. But united with the word, not the man. But united with the message of this hour. You literally receive a seed can make you a holy again. 
That's the power of the word in this hour. In the place that he called you are not my people. But by receiving the word, he's not called you are my people again. But he said you are the sons of the living God. He gave you an even elevated the level, the elevated position. It's not just a people, but it said you are the sons of the living God. God has used the word to done the thing that a person cannot do. Everything that when we're going through, it has to go back to what is the word of a God has said. No other things can help any person unless that person go back to the source of it, which is the word in this hour. When we said that the word in this hour is not only just try to find an answer from the message intellectually, the word is Christ himself. When you believe the word, that means you believe whatever my problem is, there is an answer, not just intellectually trying to go into my brain, but my answer is laid in Christ Jesus. He revealed himself in this hour. He said, I do understand a lot of things. It's not try to under, you try to understand a lot of things, but you believe that vindicated word. When you believe that vindicated word, there is a force in there. There is a, there's a holy seed that's in there. When a person receives that word, maybe their mind doesn't quite comprehend it. What is the word that said? Not everybody will be a preacher. God doesn't want everybody to be a preacher. That you read all the message, you listen to all the message, you can quote it just like a machine gun. He just wants you to believe what he has said. By listening to what God said, by believe what He has said, that gives that a person a power to overcome each situation that they are in. Amen. In the Bible, the first John three eight, it said, "He that committed sin is of the devil, for the devil sin is from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested." That he might destroy the works of the devil. What does the word come to do? What does the son of God come to do? Is to destroy the works of the devil. It's not you try to fight out against it. But it's the son of God. He was a manifest. Which I believe the son of God in this age is manifested himself. Through the prophet's ministry. But there's a purpose for that. Is to destroy the works of the devil. When the devil left a footprint on you, when the devil do the works on you, it's not you try to reverse that. You have no able to reverse that. You have no ability to reverse that. But the sons of God manifest which you believed, he will reverse that. He said, whosoever is born of God does not commit sin. For his seed remains in him. And he cannot sin because he is a born of God. What does that mean? Who was ever born of a God that doesn't commit sin? They will never disbelieve God's word. Why? Because there's a seed remains in them. That seed 
word that remaineth in them. That seed of when you received by the prophet's ministry, you received the seed word of God. It's not just to carry you for a while, but that will remain in the person. Why has to remain? Because God know that that trial is going to come. God know that Satan is going to come. So when God will overcome that Satan one time, He will overcome the second time. He will overcome the second time. He will overcome the time after time. Why? Because that seed is remaining in you. He never leave you. The reason is because God know Satan is going to search back. He know he's going to come back to tempt you again. He know he will come back to knock on your door again. That's why whenever Satan come, there is a seed there waiting for him. When you were pregnant from the word of God, it's like in the book of Hosea, when a prophet had taken out a woman that had committed a whoredom, and he'd take her, take unto him as a wife. And when we talk about a take, the word to take means to take and to carry along. That's in the book of Hosea 1, chapter 1 and verse 2. He said, Go take unto thee a wife of whoredom. He said, To take, that means to take and to carry it along. To take is not just to take it or take her and to put it aside. To take, that means he has to carry along. When God takes you as a wife, he doesn't just take you and set you aside. When He takes you, He carry you along. He carry you when you're sick. He carry you when you're weak. He carry you when you feel that yourself cannot even go along any longer. He carried you along until the rapture. To take, that also means to carry it away. To take it away. To means to take possession of it. That means you are his property. To take that means you don't belong to Satan anymore. You don't belong to anything but God himself. That you become his possession. To take that means to take captive. If you take captive, it must have been one through the struggle, one through the fighting. And the fight until he can capture you out of the hand of a Satan. So that you become a captive or captive or prisoner to God. You're not a prisoner to the world and pleasure. You're not a prisoner to fear. You're not a prisoner to anybody else's said that about you. You're not a prisoner to anybody else's opinion. You become a prisoner of a love of Jesus Christ. That means take unto thee a wife. Brother Bram said that the Christ is the mystery of God revealed. He said it's not a group. It is a personal vindication of a pregnant child of God. Filled with the Holy Ghost. 
so surrendered to God that he don't care about anything else. He said the Holy Spirit will live his self life. Pulsating through him, showing the personal vindication of the word itself, expressing itself to the people and to the world. Amen. That is your status. Amen. And you must be born again. He said, you are conceived anew. Amen. You were the first conceived in iniquity. But now you conceived in something new. What is it? The living word. He said, that changes now, doesn't it? Now we're through the struggle after seeing what you got to do. Now what happened? You are conceived anew in the living word. It's not just word, but it's in the living word. That means that word is flowing. That means that word has a life in it. That means that that word has the blood in it because the life is in that blood. That means that that is a bleeding, bloody word that you receive it. Lord, the prophet who gave it to us is not just to give us the word, but he gave us the living word. He gave us the word that has a flow with life in it. He said, you are conceived anew in the living word. What is it? The word becomes alive in you. You begin to see things different. When God sent this word to us, the word itself has a power in it. The word itself have a force. Though our eyes don't see it, but by receiving of it, you can see the word is acting on behalf of you. It's by believing the word to that that brother's toe grow it up. It's by believing the word to heal the sick person. It's by believing the word it can make the person go through trials and come out even more stronger than it went in. All those things, you didn't see it while you're having it. But if by simple faith to believe that, that word, you give the word an opportunity so that that word can act on behalf of you. In the book of Exodus 23, 20, he said, Behold, I sent an angel before thee. To keep thee in the way. And to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. He said to beware of him. That take heed to him. And obey his voice. Provoke him not. For he will not pardon your transgressions. For my name is in him. But if thou shalt indeed obey his voice. And do all that I speak. Then I will be an enemy unto thy enemy. And the adversary until thy adversary. By believing what God sends, by believing what is the word of God has said, that will make you, your enemy become a God's enemy. No matter how you try to be a strong enemy in front of a Satan, you can never be a match for him. 
It has to take something that is way more stronger than your own ability. Take something way more stronger even than your own faith. Take something way more stronger than you said, I believe it. Take something more stronger that said, I can go through that. That would never work. You have to somehow make God become the adversary of your adversary. And the only way you can do that is by obeying His voice and do all that He speak that you need to do. Then you will turn your enemy become a God's enemy. That he will become an adversary of your adversary. In other words, he starts you standing in front of you said, Don't touch him. This is my anointed one. Don't touch him. This is my property. Don't you ever fooling around with him. This is my son. This is my daughter. Somehow you must have turned the table around. Then it said, for my angel shall go before thee and bring thee unto the Amorites and the Hittites and the Parasites and the Canaanites and the Hevites and the Jebusites. I will cut them off. It has to be God himself doing that. But how to trigger that? By you obeying his voice. But you say, the Lord, I believe in what you said. Whatever you said, I believe it. That I keep myself still. No matter what, what things come, what things goes. Lord, I am standing still. Lord, you avenge my adversary. You avenge for me of my adversary. In the book of Luke that we just read. The Lord Jesus to tell them in a parable. Talk about it. There was a judge. And in a certain city, he said, there is a widow that in that city, and she come unto him, said, avenge me of my adversary. Let's look into this. What does this woman has do? This woman must be one through something that's really a disaster for her. And it, it, uh, it make her to come to a point she said, I want you to avenge my enemy. Is that the word avenge? My enemy? He said, I want you to avenge for me. In another word, I don't want you just call me, said, okay, you're free. You can go. I don't want you to, I don't want a judge to just call me and said, you know, you're, you're just, you're justified. You are justice. You know, you, you haven't done anything wrong. You can go home peacefully. That's not enough for that woman. She come to a point. Her heart was hot. Her, she come to a point. She said, I mu- you must avenge for me. This enemy has done me havoc so long and so much. Something must be done. I cannot go along like this any longer. This woman has been tolerated enough. He cannot bear any longer. 
And he came to the judge. He said, you must avenge for me. Just to restore my property is not enough. Just to restore my joy is not enough. Just give me peace is not enough. Just send me getting along in my work of this and come to the church is not enough. Something must be done. I saw this adversary. I saw this enemy. I won't let his enemy bother me any longer. I have no power to get revenge for him. This woman wanted a revenge to be done. And this woman recognized that she cannot do this by herself. If this woman maybe got hired a killer, tried to kill them, that might be, that might be work too. But this woman wants to done this legally. He doesn't want to just cut his toes or cut his hands. And try to hire some killer and try to do some damage to this adversary. That's too low down. This woman said, I want to do this illegally. Whatever you do, put him in jail or kill him or send him to life sentence. I want this things to be taken care of permanently once for all. I don't want this things to bother me any longer. To be honest, I don't want to see him any longer. I don't want to come all the time accuse me day and night. Something need to be done. I got fed up. And this woman realized the power to do that doesn't lay in her. The power to do that doesn't lay in other people either. She realized she went to for the judge. She didn't just go to the church try to find an answer. She didn't just go try to find some man try to find an answer. She knows the judge has the power. Because the power not lays in any man. Or lays in any book. Or lays in anybody but laid in that judge. So no matter what to do, no matter the judge to listen to her or not to listen to her, that woman come to the conclusion, I must go to that judge. Because she doesn't have the ability. Though she might be willing to do it, she might be said, I desire to do that. But it doesn't lay in her that ability to do it. Like in the book of Romans 7 and 18 said, For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwells no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. I would say, how many times do we find out that to be the truth? We can desire to do good things, we can willing to do good things, but we just don't have the power that is in us to perform it. Because the Bible said, for the good that I would do, I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. So that woman come to the judge. She know that the judge have the ability to help her. To solve this issue. 
I wonder if uh, any widows that's in our congregation. Then it come to the point that they've been fed up with this demon, with this devil. Has been bothering them day and night. The habits that the devil has uh, worked on them just a year after year, months after months, that are without to be solved. I wonder if they have a fed up with the devil constantly coming to her or coming to him and try to bother him and bother her and let her or let him cannot have an overcoming. Let her cannot have a triumphant and to trample them, trample the believer down that a day and a night that it was out of victory. There's something that's in their life that they try to get rid of, but every time they thought they get rid of, but the adversary come back again. If we can be just like that a woman, she's not just want that her marriage life just get a little better. She wants that to be totally taken care of. She doesn't want just a you know, I pray for my children, they come today, and a few months later, you never see them again. He said, I want that to be done once for all, and permanently. I want to see them settle down, to anchor their faith in the Word. I wonder if there's any young people will be like that a widow. Lord, I don't want to just sort of coming up and down all the time. I don't want to just go to the camp to polish me up. I don't want to just go to the summer camp or the winter camp to clean it up, then come back that I can be trampled down by Satan again. When will be the time that you can go to the judge said once for all, I want that to be done. I don't want to see my enemy anymore. I wonder if there's a widow here that if they lock themselves in a dark room, then then the devil put in a depression spirit on them day in and day out, and have them pretending come to the church and go back to take the mass again and cry and cry and cry without to be delivered. I wonder if there's a widow. They can come to the point that literally go to the judge, which has come to this age. Say, Lord, I'm crying unto you. There's no devil to put me down anymore. Her faith is in that judge. She's not the, she's not just the one to the judge. To send her free, said you are justified. She wanted a judge to avenge for her. I think the last time I was sharing away with you about the word of Goel, that means the kingsman redeemer. That kingsman redeemer must be willing and must be have a right, must have a right and an ability to do it. And then when a kingsman redeemer come, the kingsman redeemer is had to pay the price. And to pay the price, that when a price was paid, that you will be set free. That you can't, you don't have to be the slave any longer. But you see, as the Goel, as the kingsman redeemer, they also have the meaning that he's a avenger. That he must be avenged for his relative. If it's a relative, 
either had a problem or killed or whatever, then it is the avenger's responsibility. He must avenge for his uh, kinsmen. So the responsibility is laid in that goel. In another word, it lays in that kinsman, redeemer. When God gave us this word, when he come down this age, he's not only just paid a price for you, he also will be your avenger. He's not just a paid a price, a setcher says, said, go do whatever you want to do. No, he's avenger. He paid a price, set you free. He said, I'm also will be on your behalf, will be avenger for you. It's not that, you know, I believe in the message, the Lord set me free. Now, from now on, I do, I, I start to do the things. No, you never start to do your own thing. Even when he paid a price, he still be the one that avenged all your whole life. Even that he paid your price, but he still be the power that lays in you. That every day you will need him to be your avenger. It's not that, uh, that he redeemed us, and then the same second from that time on, that we just uh, on our own, that we try to do everything. Not anything that we try to do. Your thing is to believe him. Your thing is not try to do, try to find an avenge, to avenge your uh, that, uh, adversary. Your responsibility is to believe that one that redeems you, that one also will avenge for you. So this woman, and she come to the judge, and she know, she believe that judge well, on her behalf, what an avenge for her. And we'll see in this age that God send us an avenger as well. The Lord Jesus, He's our Redeemer, and He's also our avenger. That He sent the word to us is not only just to redeem us, but is also to claim us. He's also to come to avenge for us. It's the kinsman redeemer that he come. The Lamb of God has come. He's taking the little book. And he takes the book and the claiming the rights for us. It's not just a leave it to us without a do anymore. He continually working in us. It's that a judge that is coming to us. And in a crisis, the mystery of a God revealed. But Abraham said, but I'm talking about the headship of a Christ. He said, notice being personally identified by the original headship, we have the answer to the devil's question. He said, we have the answer to the devil's question. He, Christ, is risen and has to pay the price and to raise up the body. The devil can stand it. He said, the devil, that's the reason he's hauling the way he is. His wickedness, his scheme has been uncovered. It uncovered by the horizon, resurrected Christ in the headship over his body. That's why that cloud picture is a, such a tremendous thing to us. It's God showed a sign to us that the judge 
has coming down to us. In the book of Mark, it said that Peter answered and said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here and let us make three tabernacle. One for thee and one for Moses and one for Elias. For he wished not what to say, for they were sore afraid. And there was a cloud that overshadowed them. And the voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son. Hear him. We'll say in this age, God also come down in the cloud. And there's a voice and it coming out of from that cloud and saying, said, this is my beloved son. Hear ye him. It's not other voice, but I hear the voice that coming behind this cloud, which is Christ himself speaking to us. It's not to hear other voices, but I hear this voice. Said, hear ye him. This is the voice. That's the voice of the voice of vengeance for you. When that cloud come, he said on the other day, standing there, turning the picture to the right, and there's a Jesus as he was in the seven church ages. He said a white wig on, showing supreme deity. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the first and the last. He's the supreme judge of all eternity. Standing there, confirm the message of this hour. What is that cloud come? To confirm the message of this hour is come from Christ Jesus. It's not coming from a William Branham, but it's come from Jesus Christ. And when a cloud come, is to show to us, this is your judge. This is not only your redeemer to pay your price, which 2,000 years ago, but a judge has to come. The judge come for one purpose. It's not only just that you are free, but it's that I'm coming to avenge for you. The judge has the white wig on. That shows that he's the supreme authority. He's the supreme deity. That means that he has the final say. He has the final word of it. No matter what a demon tried to say, no matter what other people try to say, no matter what child of churches try to say, but he said, I have the final word. The final word is, I am your judge. I am your avenger. That is that is still weaked with the supreme authority. He is the head of the church. He's the head of the body. There is nothing like him anywhere. He made all things by himself. He made all things for himself. And without he, there wasn't nothing made. He has all authority in heaven and earth. And everything belongs to him. And in him dwell the fullness of Godhead bodily. And the word was God and made flesh among us. And he was the one who revealed the entire secret of the whole plan of salvation. That all the prophets and the wise men had spoke of. He alone was that weak one and supreme authority. Do we realize what message that we have? It's the supreme authority has coming down. When you have a thing that in your life you cannot overcome. It's not true you try to overcome, but come before the judge. I saw the white wigged one. He had the final seat. He's the supreme authority. Lord, I believe you and only believe all things are possible. 
It's not you trying to fix the problem, trying to make a cure. It's trying to you try to do this and do that, or find an answer from some people. Go to the final answer. He is that supreme weak one. He's the white weak one that he got to the final supreme authority. Everything laid in him. Every answer in your life laid in him. Your healing laid in him. Your salvation of the children laid in him. Your depression laid in him. Your weakness of faith laid in him. Everything is laid in him. He is that supreme judge. He said, I came. It's not just a knowledge. It's not just intellectual. But come before the white wigged one. That it come to him. And you are the one that it come venge on my adversary. I've been dealing with the situation for months, for a year. But you are the one can avenge my adversary. Hallelujah. And he said... One day turning to the right and looking, there was a Jesus Christ just as the perfect of Hoffman ever drawn him. It was standing there with a white wig on and looking back down toward the earth. And looking back toward this earth too. And it was telling us, I have redeemed that earth. I come to claim that earth. Your body doesn't belong to Satan anymore, but your body belongs to me. He's that supreme judge and tell you, you don't have to bow to Satan anymore. You don't have to bow to Satan's attract temptation anymore. Sin shall not have a dominion over you. Showing that he's the supreme authority. The heaven declares it. The Bible declares it. The message declares it. All the same, supreme authority with the white wig on. Your avenger has come back. When that demon, when that religion, three thousands of the demons tortured that man and tormented him until the to to a point he has to live in the tomb. But now when Jesus come, the tormentors now become being tormented. Because the avenger has come back. That soul was calling when he wiggled out of his tombstone. Why? Because the avenger has come out. I wonder if you have a soul, the avenger has come on the sin. For you young people, for you older people, wiggle out of your tombstone. Don't look at your mouth as a world, your own being. Don't let your own deed. Even that in that time, that demon possessed the man. There's no resemblance, there's no appearance that whatsoever is getting better. But when that soul calling, when that uh, avenger came, that's for his, is a chance. When he wiggle out of the tomb, he knows his avenger has come. The devil knows that avenger has come. That's why they said our time hasn't come. Now you come to torment us. Then Jesus said to them, go into all those swine. You know, brothers and sisters, if you recognize that an avenger is come on a sin for you. 
the message is not just to come for you to listen. The message is not just to come for you to tintle your feelings. The message is coming to tell you the supreme white weak judge has come on your stand. When an avenger come, he would take it back everything that you have lost. He will kill the source of all the things that has been bothered you. When an avenger has come. In the book of Deuteronomy, it talks about if a man hate his neighbor and lay in wait for him and rise up against him and smite him mortally that he die and flee into one of the cities, then the elders of the city shall send and fetch him thence and deliver him into the hand of the avenger of blood that he may die. That means that if you are unaware Kill some people, you can run into the city of a refuge, yep. which is your case. Right. We don't want to do the wrong. Right. We made a mistake. Yeah. And then you are trapped into the city and then they have a city of a refuge for you. Right. But for those people that are laying wait or premeditating a murder, Amen. no city of a refuge for them. Right. Even they run into the city of a refuge, they must be handed over. They must be taken out and slayed him. You know who's the premeditated murder? Satan is not a premeditated murder. When he predicted, when he premeditated a murder, he triggered, he organized all this world, the things, try to kill you. He tried to lay weight on you. He tried to put you into the trap. He do everything that is the premeditated murder. Who is that kin? It's that first one. He premeditated murder the able. He's the one. No, there's no city of refuge for that. When Satan do all of that, don't try to let him hide in your life. Don't let him hide because you go to church. Don't let him hide because you feel a little better. Hand them over. When the elders come, hand them out. When the preaching of the word coming out, hand them out. Expose them. Said Satan, I'm done with you. I'm fed up with you. This body is not a city of refuge for you. And the Bible said, Thy eye shall not pity on him. You shouldn't have mercy on him. He has to bother you. He has to let you be bound by the habit. He has to let you be bound by the dark cloud every day. Why you have a pity on him? Don't let your, your yourself become a seat of a refuge for him. When a preacher of the word come, when a message has come, hand him out. No matter it's the internet or the pornography or whatever that's bothered you. Hand them out. So that this city is not your refuge, devil. (laughs) 
The Bible didn't say that you killed him. The Bible said that you hand him over. You expose him. And when that judge come, his heart is hot. He had a passion. He's hunting the Satan down. No matter where the Satan has been hiding, that judge come and he want him to be handed out so that he can kill and destroy the works of the devil. You know when a message come, he hunted down each each devil that in the person's life. No matter how deep that Satan has been laid, no matter how deep that Satan has been hiding in himself, when the word of God in this hour come, he digging every demon out. Brother Bram said in his message that you haven't served God in the way that you should have. He talking to a person. He said, I could say that. I could see that. He said, you had a desire to, but you haven't done it. He said, would you serve him from now on? He said, you promised that? He said, no way I know that. Only through God. He said, I see you trying. You even prayed before you come here, trying to find a favor, didn't you? He said, you were kneeling by the side of a chair recently where there's a little table sitting on the right-hand side praying and trying to find favor. What God's do? The Avengers here. He dig out every demon that in that uh, person's life. Do you know the same Avengers is here also? He would dig out, he would hunt it down every demon that is in your life. The same word that never changed. The same word that never lost its power. The same word that never faded it away. The same word that still have the same power. That deserves every aspect of your life. Is that... That is that a forgiver, Lord, of every transgression. Granted, Father, that she will be your child from now on. Seeing her pursue, persuading to you, seeing that mistake that she made on their father and your spirit also able to call it out right here at the platform. He said, Satan, you are made known. You can't hide any longer. Come out of the woman through Jesus Christ. And I said, you believe that he's here? He says, the cancer condition. And that man sitting right there has the same thing. Them demons are screaming one to another for pity, mercy. He said, they're calling. And so is the angels of a God are calling. He said, the battle is here. Now your faith will determine which way it goes. I have a, pages after pages. But I don't have the time to do it. But let me try to wind up over here. You said faith. What faith? Let me show you what faith is. He said a little lady sitting right here, second one in the right back there. 
She's bothered her with nervousness too. He said, isn't that right, ladies? See what I mean? This demon knows if that woman will have halfway, if that woman will halfway believe, if that woman will halfway believe that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and I am his prophet, that will have to leave her. How many fully believe the believer here? This is only halfway. Can I read it again? I even don't believe my eyes when I first saw that quote. But that sounds so wonderful. You mean demon only wears half of my face? This demon knows if that woman were halfway believe that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and I am his prophet, that will have to leave her. Why? Your avenger is here. You said that's only one quote. Let me give you another. Upon the authority of a God's word, the power of his holy church praying. All of us together in the presence of Jesus Christ, who is here, you will have to get well if you will half believe it. Isn't that sounds good? Let me read it again. He said, all of us together in the presence of Jesus Christ, who is here? The Avenger is here. You will have to get well. That means if you don't get well, that's impossible. You have to get well. If you will halfway believe it. One more quote. Is three is enough? So is the slow. Taking time, watching, being sure that you are right. And then... Place that curse upon the devil. Then if that person will halfway believe it, it will happen. Ella, just halfway believe it. The devil doesn't even worth your full believing. The devil only worth your halfway believing. Yes, sir. No matter how long it takes, stay with us. It's been said, stay with us. God make a promise. And sometimes it's weeks and months before it happens, but it's got to happen. If you don't doubt it. Why are you quieting down? we believe it and doubt it he said just don't doubt it he didn't say you fully believe it just don't doubt it and then just halfway believe it I'm not encouraging you to be a halfway believer I'm just telling you devil only worth half of your faith but it's got to happen if you don't doubt it got to is your faith in what you have seen done. 
He said, you're very sick. You had a woman's trouble, which was a womb. And that womb had a cancer. And you went and taken some sort of treatment. It was a rhythm treatment. And the only thing we've done is scatter it all through you. And you died if God don't heal you. Do you believe now he will heal you? May the God of heaven rebuke that devil that's hide from the doctor. He might have hide from iridium, but not from the Holy Ghost. He said, go believe him now, sister. Don't doubt at all, but just believe. As a musician come. I preach this. But sometimes I go through the same thing that what I go through. Do you sometimes you feel melancholy? I just checked the Wikipedia what the melancholy means. So I learned that word. That you don't even know why. It just feels something just uh, drawing nigh. It's not a presence of God. It's a dark cloud of Satan. Would you mind if I just share a little testimony? But to me, this is a supernatural event. But before I share that, I want to read a, a little text. Uh, Sister Andrea just sent it to me last night. And in that text, uh, she said, uh, Your service has been so amazing and uplifting and encouraging. Is that a statement made by you on a Sunday morning? You preached that we're responsible to have faith for our own situation. And it's our duty as a believers to be healed, etc. So the bride to rise up to another level of faith has been mentioned in our household so many times. I keep telling Ella that everyone is waiting on her face. Maybe it's putting too much pressure on her. But I love that. That is a good mom. He said, we have had so many problems with Ella's big toe. Long story. But two surgeries later, and it's still not healing properly. And she has literally been in that cast for eight weeks. And hasn't walked. And it's been terrible. Anyway, then we heard about the people in China growing new toes, and I'm sitting there feeling like such a failure as a mother. How many people feel the same way? All the rest of your angels, I know. You have a breakfast with the seraphim, have a dinner with the cherubim. I feel the same way. What a failure I am. I was. He said the people in China obviously have more faith. And I'm living this daily with Allah. And the light at the end of the tunnel looks like a train. You think something's coming. Oh Lord, you answer my prayer. Oh my goodness. A lot of people feel that, I think. He said then today, Allah prayed over the mill and she said, Lord, thank you for Brother Murphy speaking so sweetly to me today. Thank you for touching my heart and let me see your word in a different light. Because I took the devotion uh, yesterday. I speak about only belief. He said, when we said amen, I asked her, what was said? Because normally she doesn't mention devotions too often. She said, how much she just loved you and said, mom, two words. And I have a totally different view of them. Only belief. He said, it was so sweet how she mentioned you. 
I think many of us, we feel that we're a failure. We feel we didn't match what is the God asked us to do. And now I'm going to share what is the Lord did to me last night. Now you hear the text. And before the text, I was sitting, I was preparing for tonight's service. As I was preparing, you know, sometimes you just, uh, you just don't know where to come from. I was sitting there in my chair. I was looking at the computer. I was uh, preparing my notes. All of a sudden, I asked myself, Murphy, does God really pleased with what you did? Then I started thinking, I said, Lord, I made so many mistakes. I said, Lord, I've done so many things wrong. I feel you so many times. Sometimes I feel I misuse your time. You know what is the ideal Murphy I want to be? Can I share it with you, ideal Murphy? The ideal Murphy doesn't need. The ideal Murphy shouldn't sleep. The ideal Murphy should work 24 hours a day. The ideal Murphy shouldn't make any mistake. The ideal Murphy should have a revelation like a lightning and bolt thunder just coming down. That's the ideal Murphy I wish I had. Is there any ideal Murphy here? <laughs> I want to be a perfect Murphy so that I can be pleased with God. Isn't that everybody else thinking? And I started to get a melon call, call, calling. I was rocking the chair. I was thinking, Murphy, you are miserable. Look at how you fail God. Some situation, it seems like it's never going to be solved. Some things that you prayed and you prayed years, it seems like it's never going to answer. I said, Lord, isn't my faith is not enough? I hate preaching. I think 20 some years, you should know that. I remember the first time I go to China. Would you mind I take a, take a few moments here? I just pour my heart to you. I remember the first time when I go to China, they asked me for preach. I thought that's my first time I ever. And uh, I said, I, I'm not a preacher. I don't know how to preach. They said, oh, you're coming from Canada. Of course you're a preacher. <laughs> so they pushed me into the room. Then I locked the door. And I tried to open up a window. I tried to jump out. <laughs> but it's the fifth floor. I can't jump. And I got iron bars on there. I can't get it out. That's my first time. And I remember first time Brother Ed asked me to stand behind the pulpit. And he said, Brother Murphy, would you, want to, would you mind if you take the service on Wednesday? I said, sure. When I go home, I said, what did you say? <laughs> and I opened up the windows in wintertime. I take off my shirt. I said, get cold, get cold, get cold. <laughs> I tried to get sick so that I won't have to preach. But very soon I learned that no mercy here. If you don't die 
You're gonna be drag, you're gonna be drugged behind the pulpit. And I'll say to the Lord, I said, Lord, why can't you just leave me alone? I will never, I will never be able to do that, Lord. I will never. Then I started crying. And I kneeled down behind the bed. I said, Lord, I said, I am so sorry. Because I've done so many things wrong. I failed you so many times. I said, Lord, I don't think you're pleased with what I'm doing at all. I said, Lord, what should I do? I said, I will never be matched with perfect Murphy. You know, I feel I misuse his time. I, feel, I, I love, you know, all the things start to flood it in. Then I kneel behind, beside the bed. I said, Lord, I said, Lord, if you ever please with me, I said, Lord, just say a word. I said, Lord, I, you know, I didn't hear you. I don't know if you're pleased with me. I said, Lord, if you do please with me, I said, Lord, would you maybe just send somebody? Just maybe say something to me. And I get up. And I'm back to the reality real quick. Because tomorrow is I'm preaching. <laughs> so I was, standing, I was sitting behind the, uh, the computer. I started uh, trying to prepare the notes. Then the phone rang. And then I look at it as a text. And that's the text. That's this Andrew, you sent it to me. Amen. You know, even before, I probably just so emotional, I probably cry. But last night I didn't. No tear, no cry. When I received the text, I was literally stunned. I said, God, that fast? Let me read you that scripture again. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long wisdom? I tell you that he will arrange, avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? By God's grace, God doesn't need a perfect Murphy. God doesn't need an ideal John, ideal Frey, ideal Tom, ideal Garland. He doesn't need that. He doesn't need that. He just needed a widow. And to recognize her need. And to recognize only the judge can help her. And then come before him. Say, Lord, avenge my adversary. Shall we stand? God doesn't need a lot of emotion. God doesn't need a lot of things to make sure that things are already done. He just wants to send His Word and anchor you down. And just try to tell you, 
It is over. It is finished. I want the Lord to answer you. And he answered speedily. When I was a I was just melancholy all the time and just tried to have a pity party on myself. You know, woe unto me, woe unto my family, woe unto this and that and everything. And it's just one word. And it's not coming from my pastor. It's not coming from Brother Tom, Brother Tim, Brother John. It's coming from little crippled, crippled Ella. You know what God wants to say to you? I cared about you. Then God sent the little humble vessel come behind the pulpit and to share this with you. Not to try to lifting up anybody, but to try to tell you, I care about you too. If I answer him, I'll answer you. If I avenge for him, I'll avenge for you. Just be like that a widow. Come before the judge. Recognize him. That he's the one that avenge for you. He's the one to answer for you. So that you don't have to be melancholy again. And you just come before him with a simple, what faith? Halfway. If there's a demon bothers you. If there's a certain things in your life you cannot get rid of. If there's a certain situation, seems like you pray and pray and pray and never got an answer. Don't doubt. Halfway belief will cast them out of your life. Let us bow our head. Dear Heavenly Father, what a supernatural God you are. Yet it's such a natural thing. Such a supernatural God can do a thing in such a simple way. Lord, I just can't stop to think of the little Ella. Lord, of course, we want her to be healed. And we know she's already healed. But Lord, sometimes I just wonder, is her healing going to inspire me more? Or is the state that she's in right now and still encouraging other people will inspire me more? Lord, you dwell in the simplicity. Lord, you dwell in the realm that the people a lot of time neglected. You dwell in the realm a lot of time. It's right beside us, even right in us, and we miss it. The answer is laid in Christ that is dwelt in us. Lord, an answer is already with Him. A lot of time we're trying to find an answer without. Yet God, you are still the one that speaks personally to each individual. Lord, uh, I know you know every situation in this church. Lord, some I do know and some I don't. But Lord, whatever situation my precious, precious brother and sister are in, Lord, I just pray that the judge that has the white wig on, that it come on down and look down toward them 
and said to them, I am your avenger. I'm coming to avenge your adversary, which is also my adversary. Oh God, we believe you, Lord. Lord, our belief to you is not halfway. Our belief to you is the full way. Our belief to you, Lord, is the perfect faith upon the word of a God that you have said to us. If halfway belief can cast out demons, what about the full way belief, Lord? It will not only cast out demons, it will not only destroy the works of Satan, but it will bring the rapture, it will bring the body change to all is the precious, literally sense of a God. Oh Lord, Lord, I trust. Lord, by believing what the Word has said about us, Lord, when we walk out of this door, we'll become a different person, Lord. Never let the devil to trample us down anymore. Never let the devil to step on our neck. Never let the devil to torment us anymore. But we'll be the tormentor of him. Because of the avenger, it is on our side. Lord, I give you all the thanks and all the glory. Lord, if you answer me in such a quickly way, I'm sure you will answer the prayer, the situation of each individual here. Then they bring their need to the sanctuary. Because they're looking forward and a full expectation. No God will speak to them. Lord, I believe you already spoke to them, Lord. I commit each each every one that in your hand. Lord, we love you, Lord. Lord, we just want you to know we do love you, Lord. With all our heart. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Can we sing a song? Only believe. Only believe. And then we take this uh, word that we sing. And back home, I said to the Lord, Lord, I'm coming only believing you.
love the Lord. How beautiful He is. How lovely He is. And it's such a wonderful God that we serve. And even an angel like this, like this, like this song. Only believe. All things are possible. I share with the PC students that what it means only believe. Only, that means only. Amen. Nothing else. Amen. God only requires only belief. Amen. He didn't say you have a super belief or supernatural belief. He said only believe. Believe what? Believe I already done this to you. I already answered your prayer. I already give it to you. Healing is yours. Why? Because he purchased it. Joy is mine. Why? Because he purchased it. Your children is yours. Why? Because he purchased it. Everything he already purchased. Not only purchased, he said, I'm coming as an avenger. I'm claiming everything that belongs to you. And rightfully belongs to you. If we can legally get it back, why have to do illegally? If we can legally go to an avenger and not him to so take everything back, why you have to depend on your own ability? Why you have to depend on, I might have a supernatural face? You don't. You just need a regular, uh, his face. That is the brother Bram is talking about. Everything is laid in this word already. It's all legally belongs to you. Just only believe. Only believe it as the, that means no companion. You don't need any companion. Only believe. Just believe what he has said to you. May the Lord bless you. Shake hands with each other. And stay in this atmosphere. If you need to go home and go in this atmosphere, shut the door. Maybe you get a little melancholy a little bit. Let the Lord come on the scene beside you. That you don't have to do that. If I answer poor, poor Murphy, not ideal Murphy, not perfect Murphy, if I answer poor Murphy, I can answer you too. You know, just talk to him is so lovely. Just take a little quiet time. Go home, spend some time with him, talk to him, fellowship with him. You will never be too busy, and he will never be too busy with you. May the Lord bless every one of you. Shake hands with each other. We'll see you on the Friday. There's a prayer meeting, right? And the Sunday too. Pray for the ministry. May the Lord bless you. God bless you.